0: Yeah? Okay. Shalom Ubracha. We're now energized with Purim. The miracles of Purim are in the blood. Ya'in. The wine came in, and now the, 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 this, the inner essence comes out. We have a few things to talk about because Rav Nossam talks about it. He connects it to Lesson 24. Rav explains the idea of Shabbat Para. Before this, we need to go back to Rabbeinu's fundamental Torah in the Kote Moran, part two, lesson Ayin Dalet, lesson 74, where he says, Mipur naasa para. He says, Rabbein Achman, Rabbeinu, Rabenu, that from Purim is made para. What do you mean? And then he goes on. and From para, is made, you come to have the korban. Pesach, it's pay, 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 okay? Just a general view. We have two sections of the year that, are, that work together, they're one big piece and they accumulate. So for example, to explain, we have now all the way from Purim, all the way to Shavuot, one big chunk of preparation, one thing leading to the next. And it's even before Purim. In Breslev, Rav Nosan said 40 days before Purim to start davening about Purim, right? To start making an, an issue about the Purim miracle, asking Hashem to have the miracle of Purim. So already 40 days before Purim, leads up to Purim, okay, and all the preparations before Purim, where you have Zain Adar, you have Shabbat Shkalim before, Zain Adar, Shabbat Zachor, okay, all that is leading up to prepare for uh, Purim, and then from Purim, we have Para, as a preparation to receive the holiness of the month of Nisan, which is the next Shabbat, Shabbat HaChodesh, the month of Nisan, Pesach, what's Pesach a preparation for? Pesach is Zecher Ritziat Mitzrayim, we're leaving Egypt, Zman Cheruteinu, being free, and all of Pesach is to prepare us for Sfi'at Omer. Okay, it really starts in Pesach itself. Inside this chunk, you have Bok Hashem, we have Pesach Sheni. you have Lagba Omer, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, Meron. All this accumulating to get to Harsinai Shavuot. The climax of everything from 40 days before Purim is to get to Shavuot, to Kabbalah HaTorah. Shavuot, the Ariza says, Rav Nassim brings it down, Rabbeinu also is the, high, the highest spitz of all the shalosh v'galim. Of Pesach, Sukkot, and Shavuot, the height, the climax is Shavuot. That's why Pesach is seven days, eight days, Sukkot, Simchat Torah, eight days, okay? Those are, eight, those are like a lot of time. Shavuot is one day, or in Chutzlar it's two days. Because that's all you need, it's such a big light, it doesn't need an extension to, to, to internalize it. It's one day, it's enough. Our goal is to get to Shavuot, okay? The winter months also have another chunk. You have from Baina Okay, starting the three weeks from Yud Zayin, Tammuz, Tisha B'Av, and then from Tisha B'Av, there's a preparation for Elul. Elul, preparation for Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Sukkot, and I have another chunk. The one thing that's in the middle, like it's like detached a little, is Hanukkah. Hanukkah's like in the middle. There's like in between preparation for what? It's like it's like separated. Even if you want to say that is a preparation for something, or it's a result of something, it is a result, because we know that they say that the Pitka of Hoshana Rabba is only actually brought out on the on Zot Chanukah. So you have Chanukah as extension, if you want to say, of, uh, of, of the winter Chagin, but it's detached in a way. You have Cheshvan empty there, you have the beginning of Kislev empty, fine. Okay, what but here, what? what we, we now are leading up to, it's, 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 there's the leading up to in the summer months, and there's the leading up to in the winter months. Okay, now we're in the summer month uh, goal, because every year we have a Tikkun to accomplish. Every year we need to get to something. So it's divided. In the year you have the summer months and the winter months. There's a, there's a specific devotion of the winter months and there's a devotion of the summer months. Summer months more, is, is, is in a way in a sense it's a higher level because we're getting to Shavuot here. Shavuot is big time. But then again in the winter months you have Rosh Hashanah, you have Yom Kippur, oh my God. Right? And you have Simchat Torah which is the goal and then Zot Hanukkah. It's different. It has different different mentality. Other, others building up for basically. Yeah. Adar is is the uh, Adar prepares for Nisan, Nisan, Iyar. Uh, I need to get to that Sivan Shavuot. Okay, that's how that's how you should picture it. That's why you see we're in, we have we have a a maslo. How do say maslo? We have a uh, a path. We have a, a ch- uh, we're taking now like a, a path in order to get to somewhere. Like it has meaning. What we're doing right now, what we're living in right now, what we're going through has a meaning. Beset Okay. Which one? Which prayer? Lamazain. Very good. Be mitar, but the parah. The parah, and from that to be, that to be fit, fit to receive to mashe- the Korban Pesach. And not to be mentioned Right. Ah. And he stops there. He doesn't go to Shavuot. Right. But we're saying that the whole picture is going now. We're, go- we're going to Shavuot. That's the so big the picture. The korban, not the, what, what? the point is to work up to the Korban, not to the Mashiach But the only way you can have the Korban Pesach properly if you're safe, Mohammed. Ha Talia. Each one is dependent on the other one. He says, Rabbeinu, that if now you are enough happy on Purim, so you're able to wipe out the zuhama, the filth of Haman Amalek, which is the Aviavota which is tumah, and by that, now you are fit to have the kedusha of the Parah, and if you have the, you're fit to have the kedusha. we're going to these things, the Parah Duma, even today, when we read the of the paraduma, you, you now are able to internalize the purity generated by reading the parashat para on Shabbat para. That's how powerful it is. There are Some say that reading Parshat para is as important, the chiyuv doraita, like uh, Parshat uh, amal Azachor. Uh, there are opinions in Alakha that, that say about parashat para that it's almost like as much of a chiyuv, an obligation to hear, like, like Shabbat zachor, okay? Because of its importance, what it's, what it's supposed to do for a person. It does such a purification, and what's that purification for? for to, to receive the Korban Pesach even today, that there's no Beit HaMikdash. Receiving the Korban Pesach is eating the food of the Seder, the Matzah, and the Maror, etc. that we do the Korech, right? Zecher migdash Kehila, that we do Zecher for the Korban Pesach. And then what it does to a person, okay? without well, we didn't even go into yet. <laughs> That's another thing. But all these things are connected one to the next, okay? So what are we starting to say here? That Purim was not the final stop. Purim was a, 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 a juncture, a, 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 a pit stop to get to the next level. But it was needed. We need desperately Purim in order to get out of the heavy, dark, morbid attitude of the winter months of Tevet and, and, uh, and Shvat, where a person feels very submitted, very down, because they're months of dinim. So a person tends to be very broken by the time he comes to Adar, and he needs that boost of Purim to get out the Haman Amalek, to get him out of the system. So now we have a fresh start now. We have a new Avodah now for purity. Aye, but look who I am and everything. Yeah, you leave that for Tevet and Shvat. You're a new person. You're a new person on Purim. Even if after Purim you had major falls, and on the right somewhere you can have even bigger falls after Purim, it's not a proof. You went up. You went up a level. And now the next work is not now to you know, the fight of Haman Amalek anymore. Now it's to be able to internalize purity. Because uh, I need the Korban Pesach. I have to be, I have to be r- fit to receive the Korban Pesach, even at the time of the Beit HaMikdash. If you weren't fit for the Korban Pesach, you have what? You have Pesach Shaini, you have to wait. Meaning what? Every Jew, even if he's low, he's a low life, he has to make an effort to receive the holiness of Pesach. If not, he gets a second chance. It, if it, it doesn't work out, because he's stuck, whatever, because of what he's going through in life, so he's a second chance to reactivate it on, on Pesach Sheni. But it shows you, now, we have to get to work. Now, from Purim, we're given a gift, the slide of Mordechai, and now we get to work. Rav VNOSN says, the first stage after Purim is what? Shabbat para. What is Shabbat para? VNOSN has amazing depth. You'll find it in this little booklet here. This country is... The kuta alachot nifilat apayim alachadalet. You can read there; He has tons on the, on the arba, arba parshiot on Pesach, on Purim, on Shavuot. He goes into Shavuot even. It's amazing. No sin goes into this whole period. This halacha nifilat apayim Okay, he says like this. The idea of para is what that there's no sechem. right? Shlomo Melech said regarding the korban, the the, the parah, amarti echkema vehi rechoka mimeni. I sought, I thought to perceive n- through knowledge the secret of the, of the Paraduma and it's beyond my grasp it's far from me, it's beyond, beyond my grasp so if Nelson says something unbelievable he says the main simcha of Am Yisrael in doing mitzvot is dependent 100% on having simple faith in Hashem and in the Torah if you don't have simple faith in Hashem in the Torah, you can't be happy doing the mitzvot. Because if everything is, I have to understand it, it's like we see in Hebrew, a person is always trying to rationalize and intellectualize the Torah, and try to give meaning based on his limited understanding of the Torah, such a person can never be happy doing the mitzvot, because everything has to be rational. Has to have a symbolic meaning. When the Torah gives us symbolic meaning, fine, but me, to make my devotion based on my understanding of what it means and the rationalization, and without I can't do the mitzvah properly, can't do it, forget it, you'll never be happy. Because our rationalization uses our perspective of this world, taking this world and putting it into the Torah. Chasr Shalom, you understand that? Again, I, I have my perspective of this world, I learn Torah now. So now I try to understand the Torah with my perspective of this world into the Torah. That's wrong. Rather what? What should be the attitude? Nachon, I'm born in this world. I grew up. I, you know, education, buses, pencils, paper, walking, jogging, eating, health, brushing your teeth, everything in in a normal society, whatever. And then I go to the Torah. When I go to the Torah, I push everything aside. I'm like a child. I know nothing right now. I'm learning about Abram Avinu, it's Abram Avinu, Bereshit, Bereshit, Moshe Rabbeinu, no predispositions, no predisposed understanding from this world and putting it into the Torah. No, no, no. When it comes to the Torah, it's now, to me, this is all I have here. I'm learning how to be a person from the Torah, not from the world. I'm learning how to eat and drink and sleep and everything from the Torah. I have predispositions, but when it comes to the Torah, the Torah now decides for me. I'm not going to use my mentality, and, and, and use that to interpret the Torah. Rather, I come to the Torah simple, like I know nothing. Okay? All right? So this, Rav nussin says, is the secret of the Torah. Okay? But you know, they can't just have a munah. You have to learn. A munah is the cup to put in that dot. Okay? It's like Rav nussin says somewhere, the letter He. The letter He is made up of a dalit and a yud. In the Kabbalah, Dalit is Emuna, and which is in Kabbalah the sphere of Malchut. Why is it called Dalit? You know this. Delet migarmah klum. It has nothing of itself. Emuna Malchut is a receptacle. What is Emuna? It's nothing tangible. I believe. I believe. It's a cup. Emuna is a cup to receive in it Kedusha, Daat, Hashem, and Yiddishkeit. Everything goes into the Emuna. It's the cup. It's not tangible. You, see, you, talk, you ask the person who believes, you know, can you feel it? No, I believe. That's what the atheists they, they go, they go, the atheists, they go nuts. They want everything to be proved, proven. If it's not proven, then I don't have to accept it, right? Yimach Shemam. Rav Nosen gives the, the most dis- dis- disgusting terms, the lowest terms in this halacha, the he puts down, so, i never seen it anywhere else in the Kutah how Rav Nosen puts down the Kofrim and the atheist, Yimach Shemam, and such low, low terms like he does in this discourse on this, on this halacha, Nifilata paim dalit, You flip out when he says, he says they stink even more than the, the bathroom. He like he goes so far to put them down in their hashkafa and perspective, those people who try to rationalize. How bad it is, that's how bad it is. And all these people, they're always sad. They can never have genuine simcha because genuine simcha is only from the mitzvot in this world. You can only be happy Oh, thank you, Hashem. I got to learn some Gemara today. I got to put on my turt. I got to go to the mikvah. I got to say I got to, to say a bracha today. I'm so happy, Hashem, and I feel good about it. So, who can be like that? Only someone who has a muna. Okay, that's by the way also one of the gifts of Purim. That we get this gift of a muna to appreciate and be happy again of the little tiny things in our life. Okay, that's 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 the, that's the thing. So now going back. You need emuna in order to have Simchan doing the mitzvot. Sim- emuna is the basis that in that you put the Gemara, you put the Rashba, the Rosh, the rif, whatever you want that you want. All the Big mefarshim Geonim, but it goes in the cup of emuna. No Emunah, you missed the point. If the Torah becomes intellectual and it eats away at your emuna, there's a problem here. You should know you don't have the right address yet. You're not there yet. The goal of Torah is it's supposed to enhance your Emunah. almost supposed to be enhanced built up. That's why also it's important what you're learning. If you're going to be an Ober or like in the Baal Shem Tov said in Yiddish, a Bezer Lamdan, someone who learns, a turbulent student, he learns things above his level. What's learning above his level? He's developing his intellect, but his is remaining tiny is a problem. There are, there are Torah Limudim, there are Torah studies that enhance Emunah. Learning, for example, Agadah, Midrash, Zohar, okay, the Ein Yaakov, stories of tzaddikim, you know, these type of learnings, not to push them off totally, but not to make them 100%, but to have them in your daily living, your daily Torah, because when you have stories of the tzaddikim and the Gemara and everything, and in the Midrash, and the Zohar, and stories of tzaddikim, it builds your emunah like almost nothing else. It's it's phenomenal, okay? To have that, to have a strong basis and the emuna in these, in 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 what's what's in the Torah, all these stories, it builds the emuna. It's the type of limu that builds it. Okay, so going back, some more water, please. Okay, going back, the the, the basis of the mitzvot is is emuna, and in that you put the Torah. Okay, so now Rav Nosin says, and even if I can't understand the mitzvah, I still it doesn't chip. Even a little bit from my Simcham doing the mitzvot. This is the paraduma. The paraduma. there was no Sechel. It didn't make sense. It was Metame Tehorim. It made impure those who are pure. And it made pure those who are impure. Though to make pure those who are impure, I can understand. But to make impure those who are pure, I can understand that. So if Nelson says, quoting the Gemara and the Rashi, it's a Chok. Hashem says it's a Chok. Chok chakak, Chakakti ve'enachem the 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 You have no it's a, it's a Hashem says it's a Chok, no reason accept it, and it's like one of, the, one of the mitzvot that there's no reasons also. Shatnes is another one for example. The Rashi says there are mitzvot. Why do you do them? And even the atheists say, does it make sense? You know. Unfortunately, I saw by passing a documentary they want to rationalize Chasve Shalom, the Red Sea. They want to prove based on the wave movements. By a certain coast in Egypt, how it's possible that there were walls made from the water due to the waves and the currents and everything in order to rationalize it. I heard this argument even 30 years ago. Also, okay, it's nothing new, but it's so stupid, you know. They want to rationalize, and Rav nossin says this is the secret of Am Yisrael that even when there's no understanding, we still do the mitzvah with enough simcha. Okay, this is paraduma. That even if I don't understand, I am 100% in it because my doing the mitzvah is not based on my rationale. I need to know what to do. Fine. I have to learn how to put on I have to learn how to on tzitzit. Yes, I need to know what to do. But my performance of the mitzvah is not based on that. It's based on the emuna that this is the ratzon of Hashem, period. I get up in the morning. Why do I get up in the morning? Because I know it's the ratzon of Hashem. I go to Davin. Why? Because it's the Ratzon of Hashem. I learn. I do mitzvot. I keep Shabbat. Why am I doing all of this? Not because, well, I have a tendency and I'm one of those type of people who like doing it. I have Emunah, period. Emunah, which I got from my parents, my grandparents. It came down in my DNA. I have Emunah all the way from Yitzhak Kavinu. the first Jew. We have Emunah in our DNA. It's part of our genetics. Okay? With this Emunah, am I doing mitzvot? Rav sense said such a person can always be Simcha. So this is the idea that from Purim, this big light of Purim, which is to get rid of Haman Amalek, because Haman Amalek is called Rosh HaKofrimi Makhshemo. He's considered, who's the one inside who rationalizes? He's Haman Amalek. When we say Haman Amalek, we're, we're like the breast of us, Haman Amalek, Haman Amalek, who we're referring to, it's the juke, this little bug inside of our, it's, it's like a virus in our, in our subconscious, in our neshama, which is called Haman Amalek, who's always trying to rationalize and rationalize and rationalize, and thus you're always batzvut, you're always sad. Because it always is to rationalize, rationalize, so you can never have true simcha and appreciating what you're doing, the midst of what you're doing. Purim, we get him out of our system. We kill, we, we're moche, we erase, eradicate Haman Amalek. And as a result, we're able to do Shabbat Para, which is the classic Spitz epitome example of a mitzvah where there's no intellect. You can't understand it. It's above our reasoning. Even Shlomo Melch said again, I tried to understand it. I can't understand it. So from Purim, Rabbeinu says, Rabbi explains, this is how para is made. You now have the capacity to accept and do a mitzvah where even there's no sechah, it doesn't make sense, but I'm doing it out of pure emuna, okay? I'm doing it out of pure emuna. In brester, by the way, just to, since we're 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 Brest-Lift, we're biased by brester. They say like this: Para is Rosh Tevot, It stands for Purim. Rosh Hashanah. You hear that? That from Purim already begins the light of Rabbi Nachman's Rosh Hashanah. The Rosh Hashanah starts because he said, Rabbi Nachman, all beginnings are from Purim. He hinted on He said, "But now, all the beginnings are from Purim. What's the beginning from Purim? This simchan doing mitzvot. This getting out Haman Amalek flushed out of the system, so I can now do mitzvot with emuna, not just brain. It's taking the brain and putting it into the emuna. I didn't go to, I didn't finish the letter dalit right. I didn't. know, I, I, I was at the beginning of that right. Dalit is made a hay is made up of a dalit and a yud. Okay, dalit is malchut. Okay, an emuna because it's the late lamigermak it has nothing of itself." The Yud always represents Chochmah in the Kabbalah. The letter Yud is chokhmah. You put the Yud in the Dalet to make a hey. How do you make a hey? It's not like, it's like a, the, the, the Yud is the essence and then we put the Dalet over, uh, into it. It's no. The Yud, which is the tinier letter, is going into the Dalet to make the letter He. Meaning what? You put the chokhmah, the Yud, in the Dalet, not Dalet into the Yud. It's the Yud, the chokmah, into the Dalet makes the letter hey. Okay? That's the idea of how Jew works we have a basis in emuna the Torah, the, the yeah the sechel the, the 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 hasagot and everything that you're perceiving in the torah that you're putting in emuna you don't get carried away you don't get carried away you're functioning and running based on emuna not on the intellect you can add the intellect to enhance the emuna but not instead such a person can always have happiness because he, he's always attuned to the of the in the Torah and in Hashem, why he's doing what he's doing. And it doesn't like, oh, I didn't do like, people, they're very, they're very uptight and very upset, you know, things didn't turn out 100%. Like the example on Purim, oh, I didn't drink enough, oh, I didn't dance enough, oh, I didn't, like they're always upset they didn't do the mitzvah properly. Okay? If you have Muna and you know what you did was already unbelievable and everything else is bonus, and you did minimum mitzvot, and you're happy about it, <laughs> right, two sides of the cup, are you going to complain, ah, my poor was like this and that, or, Bok Hashem, I did Mishloach Manot, I heard the Megillah, I, did, I danced a little, I drank a little, I didn't drink like I would have wanted to, but I'm so happy I got to drink, it was great, and I'm happy about it, and I feel, I feel sipuk, I feel good about it, I feel fulfillment from it, ah, that's doing the mitzvah, as opposed to the guy, oh, I never did, never did. Also, on a regular, weekly basis, oh, I don't have time to do and chattagum, I'm when I rush after to shop, I don't have time, and this, and I'm behind, and everything. The person's always under, like, under pressure and negative because of it. Because he's always, I didn't do, I didn't do, I didn't do. One second, do you ever take a time to uh, appreciate what you're doing? Rabbanah Shalom, The person doesn't even ever. That's the thing. That's Emunah, that's simcha, doing the mitzvah. This is what Rabbeinu says. That from Purim, Nasa, Paraduma. Now on a deeper level, okay, more personal level, get ready for this. We got everybody hyped up for Purim, right? With the prayers before, we said, the main thing is to get to the, the, that davening, to get Purim done, right? Everybody got hyped up. We all got hyped up. Rav Nossin in his prayer 37, to get people hyped up. Everybody got hyped up, okay? Purim passed. What happened? What happened? The war in Ukraine is still going on. We lost Rokhaim Konievsky level shalom. Okay. I didn't change. I don't see I didn't win the lotto. <laughs> I didn't I was looking for the breakthrough in Shalom Baida, I don't see it. I am looking for breakthrough in the health, I didn't see it. I need changes in I am still waking up late for doubting. I didn't see it, the changes. Where 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 where's the porn? You got us all hyped up. Mayor, mayor, hello? You got us all hyped up for, for, for nothing. You know, you got us all hyped up. Where was it? That hype. It's not, obviously, from, it's from the Torah. It's from, it's from the Sfarim. The Sfarim HaKadoshim, the Torah, the Zorah, the Midrash, the Hasidut, they're all getting you hyped up. And then, you want to see the results. And you don't see the results. What happened? First of all, what's going to change in you now if you didn't see the results now? Just, so gonna, Most people say, eh, I invested so much in Purim, I got nothing out of it. So now I know next time not to get so hyped up. Right? And I just, I, know I, have, I got burnt already once so I know is that what you're going to say? This is paraduma. What does it mean The you had pure intentions get ready for this it's a bit subtle you had pure intentions to have an amazing breakthrough on Purim to see changes because the pressure was unbearable unbelievable up to Purim everyone in their personal struggles the pressure they were going through was for them, unbearable. They're just waiting for Purim to come based on what we're taught and everything, in the light of Mordechai, and there's no greater miracle like the miracle of Purim, and you can activate it today, The and everything, the hype and everything, okay? That was the tahor, that was the pure intent, and now nothing, ha- nothing happened. It's like I feel tameh, okay? This is a big test in life. Are you going to continue with the same hype every year, every time for the mitzvah? Or are you going to fall off? This is what mi pu'em separa. Meaning what? That it's mitamet tohorim. I had high expectations. I see nothing. But at the same time, it's mitahert What does that mean, mitahert The way that Hashem sends bracha in a person's life and in the world is unexpected and hidden and when nobody's paying attention. In other words, when Hashem wants to send you a breakthrough in life, He gets you all of a sudden busy with this car accident, and now I have to deal with the lawyer, and I have to call the police, and your head is like this, and all of a sudden here, without you paying attention, He opens up the doors and things that you were stuck with, that you, that you were stuck with until now, but now He got you so overwhelmed and busy thinking about the new problems that just popped up, that He opens doors, and you didn't even pay attention, so you can't appreciate it because you're just, oh, this is killing me now. Did you, did you hear this happen? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, thank think Okay, fine. Yeah, great and you continue with the problem, but you don't realize that Hashem opened the door for you. Hello, hello, the Hashem opened the door for you over here and the person didn't realize it. That's that's how Hashem works. Hashem never directly, this world is Olam. Olam means concealment. The way Hashem does things in this world is that it's roundabout. Everything's roundabout. The world is round, so the way Hashem also does a person is round, 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 curvy, curvatures, There's curvatures, then nothing is straight. We want to be blocked. We want to be square. I want everything square and everything should work out. Boom, boom, boom. Like a business guy also opens a business and everything should work out. Boom, boom, boom. Like this, clear cut and everything. Here's the profit margin and here and this working person square, right? Mm-hmm. On Hashem's way, emunah, mm-hmm. emuna s'vivotecha, right? it's a pasuk. s'vivotecha. brings a pasuk in Lesson 7. Emunah is round. It's a curvature. What does he mean it's a curvature? The way Hashem sends bracha into the world, it's like this, curving. When you're not looking, when you're not paying attention, Hashem sends you the openings in life. Okay? This is Shabbat Para. This comes right after. Okay? Now, ultimately, the preparation now, well not ultimately, ultimately, but the goal of Purim is to get to Pesach. So there's an amazing book. The same author, I mentioned the sefer, called Rashab Besamin. It's a book by a breast liver from Mansi. He connects every lesson in the to Purim. He did the same thing for Pesach. It's called Ta'am Pesach, okay? He says something amazing, which fits in to our teachings. The goal is to get to Pesach. Pesach itself is dependent on Purim. The essence of Purim, the essence of the miracle of Purim, starts with who? With Mordechai. Who's Mordechai? Mordechai represents Mordeor, right? Maridachia, the fundamental fragrance, both in the anointing oil, the Shemen Hamishcha. And in the K'torit, in the K'torit, you had more Ulevona, but more, more Deror Besamim Rosh. It says a Parshat Kitisa that more Deror is the is called rashay Besamim, is the head of the of all the all the fragrances and the incense in the K'torit and also in the Shem and the Mishra. And and in here the Gemara says is the hint to more like more Deror is a Deror means to be free. More is like M Y R R H E. That's the spelling. Always we, we forget how to spell M. Okay, the Targum of Mordor is Mare which the Gemara says is Mordechai. Mare is has the same letters as Mordor. Mordechai. Okay, so Mordechai he represents the Simcha of the Ktoret, because the whole idea of Ktoret is to be a Simcha. Mordechai, on one hand, got the Jews to daven. But he didn't get him to dove in that, you know, we're finished, and there's no hope. He told the Jews, the Targum says on, on Megillah test there, that Mordechai got the Jews to cry out to Hashem, telling them, if you cry enough, there'll be hope. If we scream enough, Hashem's going to open the doors. I know for sure. The, Eliyahu Navi, the, the Midrash says, the Targum brings it down. Eliyahu Navi, bala Rashi, Rashi brings on Bala HaKhalomot, told Mordechai what's happening in heaven, that the decree was also in heaven. Who's Bala HaKhalomot? It's Eliyahu Navi. Eliyahu Navi, also someone who is associated with Simcha, that's why he comes to every Brit Mila, he's always associated with Simcha, Eliyahu Navi. And he's going to be the one to inform of the Geulah because that's Simcha, okay? Eliyahu navi is the idea of Simcha. So, Eliyahu Navi came to tell Mordechai that the decree has been sealed, but with a seal of teeth. The seal is something which can be broken, of teeth, which is earth. And it's not a seal of metal, which is kavua, fixed. It can be broken, this seal, that Hashem and the Beidin signed to kill all the Jews, if you get the Jews to wake up. So what did Mordechai do? He didn't scare the Jews out of, out of panic, out of depression, and of, of, of everything, is futility. We're doomed! We're finished! It's over! He didn't say that. He said, I'm Yisrael, if we don't dove in enough, we're going to be finished. The decree of Haman is serious. It's real. Even heaven is agreed, but we can break it if we dove in enough. Okay? That means... There's davening with a push of pressure of fear, but in the cup of simcha again, joy. That there's hope. Okay, that's like the the whole the whole bottom message is when there's hope, there's simcha. When there's a salvation, there's simcha. So, start the whole miracle of Pesach begins with Mordechai. Okay, and Mordechai was the one who subdued the 10 sons of Haman. It's his initiation that caused the subdu- subduing of the 10 sons of Haman and Haman, which we said correspond to the antithesis of the Keturah. The Keturah has 11 fragrances, Haman being Kherbenam, <laughs> Galbenam, which stinks. He's the one who stinks is H- Haman. And his 10 sons are the antithesis of the 10th sirot. They took the energy of the ten sirot into the Tuma. That's how, ba- that's how dangerous it was, through Haman. So Mordechai being Rosh Bessamim was able to knock off Haman and then automatically the, the energy of the ten sons. Okay? So now the Maharal writes, amazing, the ten sons that we read in the Megillah and the Megillah is written in such a way that every line has to have another one of the ten sons of Haman to show that this is something of, of, of importance when we have on one Yiriyah, you have in one section in the whole Megillah test there the ten sons of Haman, they afterwards, again, are represented, the Mara says, in the ten pieces of the chametz that we hide on Erev Pesach. The ten pieces of the chametz on Erev Pesach, why ten? To correspond to the finalizing of the burning of the chametz due to the clip of the ten sons of Haman. They were hung on, on Purim. On Purim Day, we read about the hanging. So it's as if the hanging is taking place on Purim. Which actually did happen. It happened on Shushan Purim, right? On, so on Purim itself. On Yud Gimel, what are we talking about? On Yud Gimel, on Tiny Tester, they were killed and they were hung for everyone to see for two days. Esther asked them to be hung on the 14th and on the 15th. Am I correct? Right? They were hung Why for two days actually? or on one day? Why are they fasting in Pesach? What? what? It says that they fasted they Yeah. The yeah. year before. How was something else? The, the By No. The, Haman was hung then. Haman was hung on the second day of Pesach. His ten sons were hung and killed on Yud Gimel of Adar. The next year. Yeah. When the whole story of Purim took place, it was Air of Pesach. So it says Mordechai had to go against the halacha and make everyone fast on the night of the Seder. So the, the first day of Pesach they fasted, erev Pesach they fasted, and the second day of Pesach, three days they fasted. When she said, "Sumu Allah, Esther told Mordechai, "Fast for me the three days, erev Pesach, Pesach, the second day of Pesach." Okay, and then on the next, and then a, a, a half year passed. Came Yudgim al Adar, the Jews, the Jews overcame their enemies and they were able to kill. Yeah, half a year later. 11 months later. No, 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 you're right, you're right, 11 months later, you're right, a year later, sorry. Uh, yeah, 11 months later, in Adar, that's when yud adar and they were hung. On the, at that time, on the 14th and the 15th, they were hung. So the Maral says, the fire, the burning though, in other words, we, we, kill, we hung them, we killed them, but we have to burn them, it's not enough to hang them, they're still around, the body's still around. The Zuhama, the Haman, his 10 sons, the filth is so strong, it's not enough that they're hung and they're still there, they we hanged them to show that we, we defeated them, but now we have to burn them, like you burn the chametz totally. You have to burn them from the world entirely. That's the burning of the 10 Petitim, the 10 pieces of the chametz we burn in order to complete the finalization of the, of, the, of the eradication of the 10 sons of Haman. Okay? All this, again, thanks to Mordechai. Mordechai, the Ktoret, the Simcha of Mordechai. Because don't forget, Mordechai was always Sameach. When Haman would pass by, he didn't shake. Remember that? Remember? He stuck his shoe out and he showed him the star. You're my slave. He showed him the, he showed him the shtar. Hey, man! And Haman is getting... Vay, vay they have a joke in Yeshiva that Haman was filled with butter. They put, uh. they put butter on... <laughs> it's a joke. <laughs> in other words, he was angry. He was very angry, uh, Haman. Okay. And Mordechai was cracking up. Lo yichra, velo but the Midrash and the Gemara, they go, why did I say it twice? Why lo yichran and vo Just say, it. lo what's lo yichra. Because not only did he like, he also, it, it comes to the yitur lashon of yishtachaveh, comes to each that he also not only did not bow down, he made fun, he, he cracked up, he, started, he, showed, he showed the star, take a look at my ear, you're, you're my you're my servant. You're my servant, I'm, I'm going to bow down to you, you're my servant, right? So the simcha of, pes, of Purim, like what we said, Rabbi Nachman says, depending on how happy you are on Purim, that's how much you'll be saved from chametz on Pesach. Meaning, Pesach is dependent on Purim. In our context, the Simcha of Mordechai of Purim, the ore of Mordechai, which is the, the light of Mordechai, which is the Simcha that shines on Purim like no, no other time of the year, that is what guards a person to be protected from and Pes- Pesach. Okay. I heard someone say that that's why we asked why we make a shechiv union on biyochamet. He says we do. We on oh, by the was the oh wow. The shechivano of, of Purim was for the having a mind to the biyochamet. It's very nice. Yeah, okay, it makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It's the Maharal. The Maharal. This is in Tanvehsan. It's according to Maharal. All right. Finally, we'll continue now over the Kute Moran, lesson twenty-four, paragraph number three. Okay. We're in Sif Gimel. We have a lot to say. Let's see how much we can do. We just, this, this stuff was already a lot. Let's see how much we can go on. Okay, so it's like this. And then you see it's towards the beginning. We did already a few times already. we went through. And then Malbush, Malchut is Malbish, Netzachody we went into. Something new now. Let's explain the pshat. Rabbi Nachman says, Rabbeinu says like this, And this, Mm -hmm. that, the mitzvah, the Jew of the mitzvah, which was released from the Kripot, which corresponds to the Kabbalistic terminology, that Malchut is elevated from the Kripot, it goes up now to enclose, it goes up to become a garment, to the three sfirot which are directly above malchut, which are in English, fancy, fancy English, the ambulatory organs. Ambulatory organs are the legs. The right leg, left leg, and the reproductive organ. Okay, that's netzach hod yesod. The energy of the simcha, of the malchut, being released goes up now to these three. I just realized now there's so much you can develop on this. What does it mean now, malchut was one... Sefirah, and now it covers three s- separate items. I mean, they're connected, but it covers, the Malchut covers Netzach, it covers Yesod, Hod, and covers Yesod. That itself has meaning. What does it mean now that the Simcha Mitzvah now enhances Netzach? What does it mean the Simcha of the Mitzvah enhances Hod? What does it mean the Simcha of the Mitzvah enhances Yesod? It's something, there's something here. It's a question mark. I, know, I didn't come to give an answer, but I'm saying there's something good here to dig and develop what Rabbeinu's it's taking from the Kabbalah and explaining what it means on a practical level, that the mitzvah now goes to arouse, goes to awake up. I'm just thinking right now, again, <laughs> I always get stuck. The pasuk we brought had three sections. The pasuk that Moshe said to Paro, right? There was binarenu vizkenenu nelech. There was bevanenu vnotenu. And then there was betsonenu uvkarenu. These three categories. Of them, Rabbeinu brought out two. Rabbeinu the pasuk he, he cut the pasuk. He, he skipped. Rabbeinu says bin nelech dot dot dot. He didn't say and he skips to nelech. It could be that the nelech is like one leg Netzach, and nelech is the other leg which is hod, and because of the modesty of Yesod, which comes, from, from, from there it comes, our sons and daughters, Rabbeinu skips it, as out of, out of modesty, out of snoot. could be, I'm just saying, okay? But, but the idea that the mitzvah is going to wake up everybody, it's going to wake up the upper Sfirot, which is Naar and Zaken, which could be Netzach, and Son Ubakar, which is Hod, could, could be, I'm just saying, I'm not such a master in the Kabbalah to connect, son Bakar to Hod and Naar and Zaken to Netzach, could be, could be. Netzach makes sense that it's uh, nar and zaken. What does netzach mean? It's, it's, a, it's forever. La netzach. Nitzch- we want nitzchi. So nar and zaken means nitzchi. Whether you're a lad, young, nar. Whether you're old, zaken. It's netzach. So it could be a hint to netzach. Hod, which is, a, a, which is also a term for Aharon. I don't know why. Aharon is associated with Hod in the, the, the It's associated with chesed. But Chesed is mainly Avram. You have like this, Chesed, Gvua, Tiferet, Netzach, Hod, Yesod, Malchut. The seventh shepherds correspond to the seven Sadiqim, the seven shepherds. Avram is Chesed, right? Gvua is Yitzchak, Tiferet is Yaakov, Netzach is Moshe Rabbeinu, Hod is Aaron. okay? With that in mind, that Hod, wh- why is Hod Aaron? by the way? Because he had a splendor, he had a, the, 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 the presence of the Kohen Gadol and the Beit HaMikdash, was was a was a, was a presence of splendor, but of power. Tiferet is also splendor, but it's balanced. It's balanced. But Hod is like you know the the uh, the Kohanim, even though they, they have a a, 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 a a tendency to Chesed, but the, the way the the Kohenim were the Beit Hamikdash. Was everything was fast, there's no time to waste you have to be on the go, you have to be doing you can't, you can't be a shlamazal and a lazy bum in, in the Beit HaMikdash you can't be a lazy, you can't work you gotta be on things and you have to have quick decisions if blood spills like this, if the shechita was like this you have to be very quick, right? you have to be very quick and precise in doing things so that's Hod, it was, they, everything was organized, structured in the Beit HaMikdash how the Koanim did everything, in the fine but it was quick then very, so there was a splendor, but out of, out of Gvur. Why am I saying Gvur? Because Hod is on the left side, okay? So it could be here. Sonenu Bekarenu Nelech is referring to the left leg, Hod. That's why it's Tzon Ubakar, because the Koanim sacrifice Korbanot, which are made from mainly Tzon Ubakar. Those are the main Korbanot, okay? So it's a hint of the two, those, those, those two. So he says that Malchut is Malbish Netzach Hod Yesod. Fine. So now, we're going to say it like this. but With all that said, Rabbeinu now, what he does, he takes a pasuk, and he wants to show you that everything he said until now is hinted to in this pasuk. So he says, this is the idea what it says in Tehilim, Psalm 37. Okay? There it says, "Torat elokav Kav Belibo Lo Timad Ashurav. Right? It's it, the God, the Torah of his God is in his heart. This is what said about David HaMelech, that Hashem says about David HaMelech. In that Psalm, it's like the prophet is speaking on behalf of Hashem regarding King David. She says, There, right, the, 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 God, the, the Torah of his God is in his heart, and his legs will not slip. Lotim'ad. Tim'ad means to falter, to, to, to lose balance and fall. Lotim'ad Ashurav. What a funny word for feet. Since when do we call feet Ashurav? Is that funny? So the commentaries say the reason why the legs here are called Ashurav because it's rooted in the word Ashreinu. When can a person's legs do activating the world to come back to Hashem, which we said until now, is if the mitzvah were done simcha When the mitzvah done uh what's enclosed become a garment to the legs. The legs are now called Ashurim from Minasheh Ashreinu. Fortunate, okay. Amazing. So, the, the, how's how Rabbi? reading this pasuk. Torah elokav Bilibo When the mitzvot, the mitzvot are called the Torah of Elokim. Why the mitzvot are called the Torah of Elokim? Because where where are mitzvot performed? Not in the heavenly. Like what did Moshe say to the angels? You remember when Moshe went up to receive the Torah. The angels wanted to, they said, Ma'enosh, my ma desha Shabenen. what is a, 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 a man of flesh and blood, a man born from human beings doing amongst us? And they wanted to burn him. So Hashem told Moshe, Moshe answered them. He said, I'm, I'm afraid to talk to them, they're going to burn you if they're pee." So Hashem told them, hold on to my the heavenly throne and answer them. So he answered them, do you guys have a father and mother? Do you guys have milk and meat? You guys don't have anything, anything of this world, so mitzvah don't, don't apply to you. So that's why the mitzvot are called Torah Elohim. Because we're a mitzvah performed in this world. A dead person, right, there's a mitzvah When you go to a cemetery, you hide the tzitzit. Why? Because they envy that you can still do a mitzvah. Who are, who are you? I'm a human being still in this world. What is this world? This is a world of challenges. This is a world where there's a challenges, of dinim. There's a lot of challenges. So that's why the mitzvot are called the instruction, the Torah, of Elohim. Elohim is the term of Hashem as the Lord. Okay the mitzvot of my Lord, which means in the challenges of this world, driving me crazy, making me upside down, making me sad, I'm able to do mitzvot and be happy. Okay? So Torah Elokav, the mitzvot, Belibo. What is Belibo? Simcha. What is Elibo? Sadness. Vaitatsev, Remember we were on the bazook? Vaitatsev, Elibo. It says by the, the, the generation of the flood. And there was sadness towards Elibo is sadness. But Ibrahim uh, said "The second pasuk, Natata simcha belibi, right? So belibi is bina. So when, when Torah elokav belibo, when the mitzvot are done besimcha, proof is that it's in the heart, Natata simcha belibi, the place of simcha is belibi. So Torah elokav is the mitzvot being done besimcha, Torah elokav belibo, then lo timad then the legs can go, and arouse the entire creation, what he said at the beginning of this paragraph. What is the beginning? The mitzvah now can wake up everybody. So when is that? Here. When So then my legs won't sink. Okay, now we'll finish with this. The Gemara takes this pasuk and brings it in a story regarding Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva, I think it's Gemara... Moed Katan Dav Kafalev The Gemara says there that Rabbi Akiva lost two young sons, and many many Jews came to the levaya to Menachem to do nichum To 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 condolences to the to the mourner to, to Rabbi Akiva because he's Rabbi Akiva. So many people came at the levaya. So the Gemara says Rabbi Akiva stood up on a stool, and he said a very funny statement. He said. If I would have lost two son-in-laws, I would even be consoled with the amount of people that came. What in the world does that mean? If I had two son-in-laws that died instead of two sons, I would have still been consoled. The, the Mefarshim gives some different answers, but no one says something clear. The one clear explanation I found is like this. Is what's more painful for a person? To lose a son-in-law or a son? What's more painful? It's more painful to lose a son-in-law. Because to leave an almana, we say as <laughs> yetomim We don't say asel man yetomim We don't. When you daven, please do for the sake of the orphans and the widows. Widows is a woman, right? It's more of a pain when a man chesed leaves the world than when the mother, because the man he guides the whole family. He's the life of the whole family. He's the madrich. The wife takes what the husband is bringing at home and she builds on it, right? The, the famous midrash. The man brings grains at home. Can he eat grains? No. The wife takes the grains. She makes a cake out of it. She, the, she makes good cakes here, right? The good cakes and everything. A woman develops what the man brings. She develops. She, she perfects what the man has. But the one who's bringing in the initial energy, the initial hashkafa, the initial light, is the man. So when a, a father leaves, a person left, a man loses a son-in-laws, it's more painful than if he were to lose his, his sons. This is what Bikiva said, if I were lost, even if I were lost son-in-laws, I would have still been consoled by so many people who come. Because the idea of nichum Avilin is to try to mitigate the pain of the sadness caused by the situation. When a person has a death, so there's a mitzvah of nichum Avilin. Nichum Avilin is compared to visiting a sick person. When you visit a sick person, every person takes off one sixtieth of the sickness, right? You know that. When a person is sick, there's a mitzvah to come to visit because that takes away the pain Okay? The same thing in nichum HaVeilim. The more people who do mitzvot in nichum HaVeilim, it alleviates the the pain of the the sadness to take it out. Okay? So Rabbi made this statement. Even if I would have lost son-in-laws, I would have still been atoned. So the question, Rabbi Kiva said in front of everyone, so why are you guys coming to me? If you're coming to me because I'm Akiva, but there's many Akivas in the shuk. What does that mean? Rashi explains in the Gemara. That if you're coming to me because I'm a wealthy, because Rabbi Kiva was wealthy. You remember the story? When he had nothing, he promised his, da- his wife, who was the daughter of Kalba Savuah, I promise you that after we get married, because she, she loved him, and he told her, I have no money to, to give you for nothing. But I promise you that one day I will get you a crown, the Atara with Yerushalayim, the picture of Yerushalayim on it, the whole, like, the, you know, the structure of Yerushalayim, you know, it's a mishnah, masachat Shabbat, okay? Ataraim, I forgot the wording of Chazal. What? no, no, that, Shazav. that's the that's song no. Shazav, it's Ir Shazav, thank you Ir Shazav, Amen. that's the wording of the, of the Mishnah in that I will, I will uh, when I have enough money I'll make for you a crown and eventually Akiva became wealthy and he bought his wife that crown with the Ir Shazav with the, with the, depicting the picture of Yer Shalim okay? so he said, if you're coming to me because I'm Akiva I'm wealthy there's many Akivas in the shuk who are also wealthy ah you guys are coming to me because you hold of me the following verse. Torah elokav Belibo Lo timad Ashurav You're coming to me because the, the Torah of the Elohim is in my heart. Lo and my, my legs don't falter. Legs, Rashi says, is the children, the sons, and the students. Rabbi Kiva had eventually 24,000 students. He lost them all also, but then he had the five students, including Rabbi Shimon bar Yochai, okay? And he had other children. These two died, but he had other sons and son in laws who didn't die, okay? So, you hold of me, Torah So, I'm telling you, I'm Israel, I have been consoled, you can go home now, okay? That's the story in the Gemara. What in the world is going on here? We find an amazing explanation based on the Or The Or Zaruah, which is a halachic sefer, yeah. he has a dilemma when it comes to Gitin, a get chasishanum. How to write a kiva? Do you write Akiva with an Aleph at the end, or a Hay? Okay, he had a question. You might think, and I think, psh, everywhere in the Gemara, Akiva it was of an Aleph at the end, no Hay at the end. Okay, but he had a question. He had a Mesupak. He felt that it should be written with a Hay at the end. Kamina, Forget. Forget again. Right now, Akiva, the person's name wrong. It's all. It's not the right name. There's no get. Here. It has to be written kosher. So the, the, the or, it's, a, it's a known orzara. Everybody knows this Or I, I I didn't. I just learned it. The orzara says that they came to him from heaven and told him in a dream that the way to write Akiva is if a kiva is at the end, and it's hinted in the pasuk and the mechabra's name is orzara. So they sent him the pasuk. Watch this. Orzarua la tzadik, ol yisrael lev simcha. Sofet Tevo, The last letters. Or. That's one word. No, that's like Rabbi Resh, There's a Resh, Rabbi. Akiva, zarua, ayin, la tzaddik, kuf, ul yishrei, yud, lev, bet, simcha, hey, okay? The simcha is the hey, okay? So that's sovet rakiva, where the hey is learned out from which word? Simcha, okay? Ul lev, those who have a straight heart, which means, natata simcha belibi, has simcha in the heart, these people have simchol ishelev, simcha okay so Rabbi Kiba was saying to Am Yisrael the reason why you guys hold of me because I know how to do the mitzvot simcha, okay you guys hold of me Torah elokav belibo right, akiba of a hey, I'm not akiba of an aleph if i was akiba with an aleph there's many akiba with of in the shuk <laughs> I'm an akiba with a hey I'm not akiba of an aleph, okay so it's akiba of a hey at the end so you guys, the reason why you're coming to, to, to condole me, give me condolences is not because of Akiva of an Aleph, but because of Kiva of a hey, which, which, which means what? What's Akiva of a Hey? Simcha, okay? Rabbi Kiva's whole thing was Simcha. What did he start off with? It says in the Gemara, his first 40 years, he was an Amaretz, right? The first 40 years, Rabbi Kiva would say, give me a Tamid Chacham and I'll bite him. He was so against the religion, he was so against the Chachamim, He would say, give me a Torah skull and I'll bite him. He was what? He was children of converts. His parents or his father, mother, they were converts. He was Ben-Gerim. Okay? He was children of converts. Meaning what? He had a rough beginning. He had a tough beginning. The Abizal says because he had a rough beginning, he had to pass through 40 years of being an Amaretz until getting purified from that stage. It took time to purify him from being a Ben-Gerim. It's not a disadvantage because proof is Rabbi Akiva became Rabbi Akiva, even though it was Ben-Gerim. But it's a process, it's a challenge. So a person who feels like he's a gear about tshuva, he shouldn't feel Ugh, I'm not going to make it and everything. Rabbi Akiva made it, but he had patience. That's, that's why Rabbi Akiva became Rabbi Akiva. Okay? So he started off very difficult times. If you want to say in our context, he started that his malchut was in the klipot. But Rabbi Akiva was known for his simcha. He ended his life with simcha. When Turnus Rufus Made the decree that he has to be killed by peeling his skin with, with metal combs. It says in the Midrash that he cracked up. He was so happy, asking, You're being executed, sentenced to death and you're cracking up? And he said, Now I'm finally able to do the mitzvah of dying, Bekidu Shashem. And he did it be Simcha. Okay, when it actually happened, the Gemara says, They were peeling his skin and he was smiling. They couldn't believe, What are you smiling about? He said, I waited my whole life to do this mitzvah. I'm not going to smile, I'm not going to be happy. He was the maximum, maximum example of a tzaddik, someone who does mitzvot bisimcha, and his after after effect is upon the whole world. This is why all Am Yisrael mourns during the Sura, his 24,000 students. Because he, who he was, was able to make, first of all, 24,000 students, that's crazy. So that's a big amount. Even for the time of the Gemara, to have 24,000 students, it's not common. Very few Tanahim and Amorim had 24,000 students. He had 24,000 students, Plus, he was such a ma- Baal Simcha, it was supposed to be lasting. It was lasting. That's why we mourn. Why do we mourn? Because we couldn't believe that they didn't have Ahava between each other, and they passed away. So we, we, instead of saying, no, no, okay, we're out Chachamim, why does the Halacha require that all of Israel mourns for these 24,000 students? Because they weren't some Tamidei Chachamim, they were the students of Rabbi Akiva. To be a student of Rabbi Akiva is Torah Talokav belibo. It's the simchai inculcated in his Mitzvot that led that he was able to wake up so many people to back to Hashem. He woke up twenty-four thousand. Okay, and then they, these ones passed on. It continued with the next five, and then Moshe Benu also he had a four. Uh, he was given a vision of Rabbi Akiva. He said to Hashem, "It'd be better that he give the Torah. Why are you t- why are you choosing me?" to give the Torah. Rabbi Kiba the wanted to give the Torah, right? When, Rabbi, when Moshe Rabbeinu saw the 24,000 students and everything, he was amazed, Moshe Rabbeinu. He told Hashem, let him give the Torah. Why are you choosing me? Let him. So it's coming to show you the greatness of Akiva of Hey at the end, which is Uli Shrelev Simcha. So this is in our context, Torah Taloka Belibo, okay? That when the mitzvah is done with such simcha, lo tumad the classic example is Rabbi Kiba, we'll stop here, Rezat Hashem, and hopefully continue uh, whenever we continue visitation. Hashem. Recordings.